Welcome to Weekly Wind Down, an unfiltered, raw conversation between two best friends, talking about the ups and downs of life and what it all means. I'm Eliza. And I'm Irina. So join us and let's wind down. So this week, we actually have um, one of my best friends and Irina's best friend of all best friends, Julia. Welcome. Hi guys. (laughs) So we decided to bring a guest on. You are our first official guest actually. So you should feel pretty. I feel pretty special. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big deal for us you guys. (laughs) So um, this week we decided to move on with a sex edition of the weekly wind down. So we're just going to spill about, you know, the American girls or, you know, consider ourselves American, but kind of what we view sex like, um, kind of what our viewpoints are on various topics. We're just going to dive right in. I feel like there's not much more to really explain. This is a sex talk. <laughs> sure. But before we dive in, we need to break the ice for today's episode. So we'll spill some humorous um, incidents from this week. So I think with our honored guest here, <laughs> Julia, she's on the spotlight. <laughs> if you could share kind of a, a lighthearted oops moment or um, whatever kind of up or down of the week that you want to share. So there's this new guy in my life who um, only been around for like a month. So we've gone on a couple of dates. And last week he texted me, you know, trying to make plans for this upcoming Sunday. And he was working the night shift from Saturday to Sunday. So he texted me being like, how would you feel about hanging out with like a tired me on Sunday? And what I originally wanted to say was, you know, like, no problem as long as you don't fall asleep on me. Instead, what my brilliant iPhone auto-corrected it to was, no problem as long as you don't fall asleep in me. (laughs) And the second I said that, my jaw dropped, I was like, fuck, you know? And I sent on with, like, actually eight little asterisks to really make it a point that I was completely on accident. And I followed up with, Holy hell, that was not on purpose because it's only been a couple of dates and I'm already, you know, making really bad comments. I love the Freudian slip and it just kind of, it's a really good segue into what we're going to talk about today. It's just the, what you already had on your mind. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I always have it on my mind, so I guess now he knows what's on my mind. But I think he's a good champ and a good sport because he took it away with, you know, a grain of salt and I hope he was able to, you know, laugh it off as well. He did. He definitely laughed it off and he continued to laugh it off. And the next time we saw each other, he brought it up to continue <laughs> the same process of laughing it off. So there's been a lot of laughing. Yeah. No, no, it's going to, I have a feeling if this continues, it will be brought up many times. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll just dive into our first topic, which will be dry spells. We've all gone through them. I mean, not me personally. (laughs) 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 The practically married one, yes. So I've been in a committed relationship for seven years. So when you're dating somebody for seven years, you can't really have a dry spell unless it's like a week or two. Like my period is my dry spell. (laughs) That's what my dry spell is. But... um, you kind of had an experience that you were starting to tell me about with um, guys, and yeah, we can talk about how we feel too with dry spells. But I feel like I just recently went through um, a dry spell, if you will. So after breakups, <laughs> <laughs> usually it's, and I feel like over the course of my adult life, after breakups, it's usually like I just I'm so repulsed by men that I do not want to like talk to one, touch one, whatever. So for me, it's kind of like done. Um, and then most recently, it's been like five or some months, regardless. So, and I was talking to uh, a guy, and I was like, what is the guy equivalent of dry spells? And he was just kind of sharing a male perspective that when guys go through dry spells, their standards just hit rock bottom. They just floor and they will oh, fuck anything. <laughs> as long as you got a pussy. Basically. <laughs> So then he like proceeds to share this hilarious story that he was like in a dry spell for the longest time and he's like, okay, I'm in a dry spell, I'm gonna go where else? The internet. <laughs> 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 Tinder. Oh god. So, so he hits up 
like a dating app. Like, he, he did it in a gentlemanly way. He goes out on a date with this girl, and um, <laughs> the first date, he realizes that she has a glass eye. Not that, <laughs> not that like, someone's up with the eye. Not, not that there's anything wrong with glass eyes or anything, but he was just kind of saying that it was just so noticeable that he couldn't, like... Look away. <laughs> he couldn't look away. I'm fine. The date was kind of awkward, whatever. And he tells me, he's like, I don't know why I was so desperate, but I went on a second date. <laughs> second date comes around, and she just kind of gets really sincere, and she's like, I have a secret to tell you. <laughs> and he, he says, what is it? And she says, a glass eye. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh, my God. Poor girl. I almost peed my pants when he was telling me this story, and then he obviously they. Did it fall out? <laughs> did you ask him? Did she like take it off? I think that's a valid question. You know? <laughs> How was the glass eye when you were Is that like a safety hazard, you know? Like, <laughs> and to like pop it out. Is there a special container that you put it in? Can you sleep with it? <laughs> oh. There's mysteries to say the least. But so you, many questions there. Well, like, would you guys say that? You personally, like, might have lowered your standards a little bit when you were in midst of a dry spell, kind of like, eh, I'll make out with you, or like, eh. Or have you kind of felt true to your, even though you're in a dry spell, you're like, you're below my standard, I'm just going to, like, stay back. I think it depends on the terms of what your previous relationship ended on and how you view, like, hooking up afterwards. Because if you're heartbroken, you know, you're obviously being, like, screw men. Yeah. But you can also have that revengeful, like, you know what, I'm just going to go fuck somebody else that's going to, like, fuck me better than you did. <laughs> and, like, bam. Yeah. And, like, as far as, like, standards go, I think I think so, yes. But also we're at the age where, like, kind of making out doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, so yeah. even when you do make out the next day, like, it's if like, you eh. wake up, you're like, ah, eh, whatever. I feel like I relived a college moment. And, like, yeah. on to the next. Yeah, you know, true, it's not. True. It's it's more of a question of like I guess if you really have sex with them and at that point like you you know like if you're just screwing them like what do you care what the standards are you're clearly just for a fuck right so yeah I have to I have to agree because you have to first and foremost within yourself Mm -hmm. figure out what you're wanting is it a bang just a bang or are you like seeking some kind of like connection with the opposite sex and it's like if you're seeking like a long-term connection that's not a way to go about it i'm not talking about connection i'm like just talking strictly looks here like even bang just a bang like would you go below what your like dateable standard would be i mean i would say there, just a there always has to be chemistry chemistry is kind of like it's a human rule well, it's yeah, biology you're not gonna be like turned on you know what i mean it's like I can't go for someone that, like, for lack of a better way to say it, my, my uh, lady parts are not getting <laughs> happy for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's biology. It's just how humans function. At the end of the day, like, a person could be so great on paper, yada, 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 but if there's nothing there and you feel like you're kissing your brother, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I also think there's a difference between, like, dating standards and, like, banging standards. Yeah. There's definitely, it's the same, like, principle as, like, would you bring her home or would you, do you just want to fuck her and have mom never meet her? Yeah. You know? It's the yeah. same thing with guys as it is with girls. Yeah, like, bangable like, versus dateable. Yes. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, you know, to be dateable, you have to be bangable, but you don't have to be dateable to be bangable. Yeah. You, you know? <laughs> words right there. realistically once I actually started being like actually sexually active and not like talking from like when I lost my virginity to yeah. you know like now because clearly I was figuring stuff out so I don't yeah. consider that like a dry spell per se <laughs> but I would say I don't know maybe like four or five months and I think it's kind of like it goes to a point where it's like you know you're like I'm good without it I'm good without it and then if you're not getting it you're like I really want it and then you're like screw it it's been a while like it is like you start accepting it. You know, I think it gets to a point sometimes where you accept the dry spell. <laughs> I think you absolutely illustrated this, like, continuum. It's like this denial, but yeah. let me find Something's someone. Missing. Something's missing. And then the standards slowly drop, and then you're like, oh, yeah, let's screw it, let's do it. And then if it doesn't happen, it's like this period of celibacy. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. How, yeah. how long's your... I think it was about nine months. And this was, like, after... This was a 
long run and it was probably in college because it was like after my first like really extensive like heartbreak blah 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 um but I remember like to get over the relationship I just like I was the person that took on so many projects and so many things to get so my mind busy. off it yeah and the first vacation I went on after I was like oh all bets are off <laughs> my mind is not focused on projects <laughs> It's focused on dick. <laughs> I have transition. Now we get sexy. Yeah. I love it. I can't, again, my longest dress flow is probably my period. <laughs> she lives a tough life, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, like, I would kill to have your problems. Seriously. I mean, I guess. You know, sometimes you're just, like, not in the mood. You could just kind of go out anyway. Packers can't be choosers. <laughs> He's like sensitive until he's like not sensitive at all. He's like, I just need to like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a man's animalistic like need. I feel like it just kind of becomes. So I can't like hold out too long either. Yeah, and it's like emotions. It keeps respectable. Like if I'm in a period, like he completely understands. Like do not touch me with a ten foot pole. Like don't let you near me. <laughs> and then if like if I'm like going through something, I'm just like mentally really not there. Like obviously like, a person doesn't want to have sex with another person if they're like mentally not engaged and they're just like stressed out thinking about laundry or like you know, <laughs> <laughs> a grocery list. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, you know, you just give like a simplified example. Like I mean, I have other stresses than laundry. <laughs> <laughs> it's number one thing that came to your mind. <laughs> I'm just stressed about it right now. <laughs> It's hard not having an immunity laundry. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, but um, no. So he kind of doesn't allow the dry spell to like go on too long. And if it's like something's going on, then it's like a conversation that needs to be had. But sometimes it's just like watching a movie and like it all just kind of you know Netflix and chill. How do you? How do you? Okay. How do you get yourself prepped for the sexy time, even though when you're not in the mood? Do you like that's like a request? Yeah, of him to like kind of you know spice it up, yeah, or you sure. kind of like do you have your own tricks in the bag where you're kind of like, ooh, I need to think of this in my own head that gets me, you know, gets me hot. going. <laughs> <laughs> what turns the train on? Yeah, <laughs> what's your oil? <laughs> I think it's a little bit about sometimes you just like need to be demanding and be like, I need you to do this to me now, like not just like go right away, like let's heat up a little bit. So sometimes I will like demand. Foreplay, yeah, because it's easy to like skip foreplay sometimes, and I think foreplay should not always be skipped. No, it's fine once in a while. It shouldn't be like an everyday skip over. So if I need to just bluntly say or like just take his hand and like shove it down your pants, yeah, <laughs> then I will do that, or he'll do that to me likewise. Like he would, I'll just like be laying there, like my hand just like goes right on his junk, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> guess this is happening. Um, but mentally, I mean, I just feel like you have to just appreciate the moment. Like, sometimes I'll think of, like, hotter environments, you know, sometimes, like, being, like, somewhere else, maybe, or... <laughs> on a beach, I mean, Yeah, I don't, know, <laughs> just, I don't know, just not on a beach, I don't know, just, like, make it more sexy in my mind, I guess, the way it's, like, going down and happening. I don't, like, fantasize about, like, porn or, like, I don't know, like, what you were asking. I don't have, like, weird... <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. I'm not saying I was going there. But well, that's your thing. You know, like, kind of, like, stuff, like, what do you, like, think about no, exactly. get into the mood or whatever. Sometimes it's just a matter of, like, you wearing something sexy. I think that mm-hmm. can, like, turn yourself on, like, putting on, like, your favorite bra or, like, putting on, like, lacy something mm-hmm. or, like, lacy, like, you know. Because if you feel sexy, yeah. you are yeah. sexy. You know, like, you act yeah. sexy. And, like, I, like, yeah, it's yeah. I, like, walking around naked. Yeah. Like, I think that's always a good starting point. Oh. It's just, like, like that easy access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, like, he's, like, it just, like, freaks them out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, love it because he, like, wants to talk to you, like, look you in the eyes, but they're, like, not looking at you. <laughs> and it's, like, I'll just do, like, everyday tasks. Like, I'll be, like, making eggs, like, naked. And it's, like, it ends up in sex, so whatever. That's, that's interesting because yeah. it goes into, like, the mentality of why, how women approach sex and how men approach sex because women think about sex as kind of more, I don't want to say selfish, but it's more, like, it's more narcissistic, I it's, think. Yeah. It's harder for women to kind of get going and stuff like that. Yeah. And for men, it's, like you said, animalistic, so it's in their biology. They're like, boom, boom, boom. Naked woman, I, I'm ready. I know what to do. Yeah, dick's hard. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Army, go. I just feel like with women, um, we like to be the turn on. I think that it doesn't necessarily turn us on with the guys turned on. Like, great, you're hard. Like, what does that do for me? Like you, you, I mean, it does 
it does do for you. Like, you need them to be hard, like, at the end point. Like, that's horrible. So, they're, like, squishy dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a sandbag, you guys. No. Nobody. No. Sandbag. <laughs> um, sandbag. Um, but I think that for women, it's so important to, like, be the turn-on. Like, you are why they are so turned-on. Like, you're the turn-on. And sex, I feel like, in straight couple relationships, I can't really speak to, you know, other types of relationship. But straight couples, I feel like women their pleasure is, like, supposed to be the priority. I feel like men, like, their focus is pleasing their partner, pleasing the woman. It's, like, they don't feel like their job is really done here until she's, like... And that turns you on. I feel like if you feel a guy making you feel sexy and trying to make you feel this and, like, you know, if you can see that, you know, he's really trying for your pleasure, that in turn turns you on without the actual physical pleasure that you're getting. Just seeing, like, the thought and, like, the want is, like, I feel like it's a big part of it. I'm over here doing the raise the <laughs> She's like, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I think one of my, um, like, kind of, I guess, favorite sexual experiences is when a person is just a giver. Yes. Like, what you're saying, it's like, once you give, it kind of multiplies and gives back, and the experience is so much heightened. I remember one of my um, college ex-boyfriends, it was, he loved to give, and it was fantastic. So one time I um, ended up, like, driving to this place, and I wore like I did the whole trench coat thing. Oh, you guys. oh I've totally done uh, that. It's so much it's the fun. best thing to do. So much fun. Both of you guys have done it. I've never done it, but I have a trench coat now. You so have to do it. You do. But I put on like this great lingerie right underneath, and I was like feeling myself. And I like put on a trench coat, and I'm like driving. Like, you get horny, like being in this moment. You know, you're already like, horny. Yeah, you're, you're basically you're what, driving. You're, you're basically horny. a walking boner at that point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what you said earlier, Eliza. Like once you like prep yourself and like start going it's like it heats up the moment this anticipation it's like you get giddy I just I walk into his place and then he was just so surprised to see me because he was just hanging out playing video games and like doing whatever guys do when they're alone like doing (laughs) judging off in video games (laughs) (laughs) such a guy but as we like walk back and I take him to his bedroom and then I kind of like undo my trench coat his eyes just lit up like a kid on like Christmas morning bounced out of his head <laughs> exactly like a glass eye <laughs> rolled out <laughs> sorry can you go get my I got real dark <laughs> but what is might as well man yeah. you know <laughs> while we're here but it was just such a you know such a memorable experience for me because I knew that I was the giver of that and then it would be turn on. Yeah, I was turn on, and it made the experience so much better. Yeah. How was your trench coat experience? Mine was good. Mine was I was dating this guy, and I did it for his twenty fifth birthday. Oh, that's cute. And he had just gone out with his guy friends, like his closest friends. So when I walked in with a trench coat, I mean, he was wasted. So I think for a second he didn't understand whether he was so drunk and imagining <laughs> that I was actually standing there in a trench coat and lingerie, or in fact if this was happening like, in real, real life. Yeah. But, you know, suffice to say, it was the best birthday of his life. (laughs) Best gift. (laughs) So, yeah. But I think also with dry spells, going back on that, like, how you asked, like, how do you get through it? I think it depends. Are you saying, like, like, you know, if you feel sexually frustrated, like, internally, or how do you get through it to overcome it to actually go get it? Because... I see nothing wrong with female masturbation. Like, yeah, if that's yeah, what you need, yeah. girl, you do you. Yeah. Literally, figuratively, <laughs> like, you do you, whatever it is, you know, that needs to get you through, yeah, you know, yeah. this sad time in your life. Like, <laughs> or happy time. So yeah. you just gotta, like, sometimes, you know, you can do it better than anybody else can, yeah, let's be absolutely. honest. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's really, like, like you said, it's better than making, like, a bad decision when you'll regret. Just please yourself. Get over Like, how guys do, like, they say, go jack off and decide then. Do you still want to fuck her? You know? Like, is this just purely because I'm so horny and, like, anything looks good, like I'm a dog? And Or once you have that release, like, oh, maybe I don't need her so bad. Interesting. But hold that thought. Go jack off and then decide if you want to fuck her. Yeah. I like that. It's like a mind cleanse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you can see straight. Cleanse <laughs> <laughs> your food palate and then you yes. still have the appetite. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, <laughs> we're full of wisdom today. <laughs> but I feel like girls can do the same thing too. Because sometimes, I mean, I can't like relate, but I can imagine. <laughs> I'm just gonna like this is what I think. <laughs> but you could just like want dick so bad that it's like any dick and like whatever, and you're like, and you just kind of decide like, do I need to go down this like dueling dueling path of just like aggressively fucking dicks, or can I just hang back, 
stay in, have a masturbation day, and then like day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Eight hours, let's go. Me and me, myself, in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And the drive will continue for like four months an entire day. <laughs> Clearly she, she, she you're hypothesizing here. Uh, ooh, sorry. <laughs> that was a, a tickle fit. <laughs> so um, let's talk about a little bit more on the single girl's guide to surviving the dry spell. I think female masturbation is definitely one top number one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. And it shouldn't be taboo. Um, I, I think that's something, like, as society, we know the guys do it, but it's more like it's weird if girls do it. Like, exactly. they publicly talk about it, and it's like, no, it's healthy that you explore your body. I think it's kind of weird if you, like, don't, you know, like. You should know what's going on. You know, they always say, I feel like, take a mirror and then mm. check out, like, what it is. <laughs> yeah, but, but in all seriousness, because you got to feel comfortable with your own body and your own body parts before you can feel comfortable with somebody else being down there and seeing all your body parts, yeah, you know? And, sure. like, with, like, female masturbation, I've always, you know, gotten my girlfriends for their birthdays dildos and vibrators. Oh, you're I, have been, I am the queen of that. Yeah. I have always done it because... Propagating them. It is, because, like you said, it's taboo. You know, they feel kind of girls, I feel like, feel weird buying it for themselves. But if you get gifted it, you're, you know, okay. I'm sure the time will come where you're, hmm, I have that. I'm kind of bored. I'm kind of horny. Let's give it a go, yeah. you know? And I always know what happens. I don't ask them to follow up with me. But no. like, <laughs> I just, like, wish you good luck. <laughs> Let me know how that works out. Yeah. So you don't ask for Yelp reviews? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't. But I have had one of my good uh, best friends tell me, you know, like, I gifted her a vibrator that she nicknamed Dolphy for a reason, because there was a dolphin on it. <laughs> and a couple of years later, like, I gave it to her for her birthday, and years later, she's like, so Dolphy passed away? <laughs> and I was like, are you hinting? And it was like a month before her birthday, you know? So I really felt like she was hinting for, like, another vibrator, and so... I came in and hopped around. She could have saved the day. Everyone oh. needs a friend like you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Where's just my dildo? Where's my vibrator? Actually, like... Your wish is my command. I, 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 I like, threw... When I was, like, moving out, like, I, like, threw everything away. Like, I had, like, a little collection. I was, like... Of what, vibrators? Yeah, like... Really? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I, like, I, I like that shit. Cool. Yeah. Really? But I, like, threw them all away. Like, I haven't had them in a while. Like, Sasha and I used to, like, buy things and, like, incorporate and, like, whatever. Well, I think but, it's different when you buy things as a couple, or like yeah, a vibrator, so or if this is like, this is mine, this is for me time, like, this ain't you, you yeah. know? Like, this, this is, is mine. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. to do with you. In yeah. college, one of my ventures was with one of my best friends, she was my romantic time, we decided we wanted to sell, if you guys ever heard of a company called Pure Romance, it's basically like, uh, like a vibrator and like a sexy company, and it's a, sort of, the, the format of it is kind of like a Mary Kay deal. You go to people's houses, you have these parties, oh and then you look at different parties. Like, dildos. It's so like, like the sex parties. Like, exactly. like bachelorette parties. Yes. Do you want to do one of those? I wanted to do oh. one of those. I thought. Oh, you wanted to like, ring with this? Yes. Oh, I think you told me about this. So, like, I don't remember. I don't know. Go on. I'm going to spoil the, the end of the story here. We didn't get too far, but we went to a couple of these parties, and it's just so interesting how like women get so giggly yeah. because oh of God. this taboo factor. Yeah. And it's. Women always need like drinks to talk about it. There, it's just it's not like something natural that women can just kind of freely talk about. Yeah. And I think that's kind of sad that we ourselves are not comfortable talking about our own bodies. It's our own bodies, not anyone else's. So yeah. why not really be open about it? Especially when it's like girls have no problem dishing their sex details to their girlfriends yeah. and even being like that was the best orgasm of my life, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But you never walk and be like, dude, I just gave myself the best <laughs> orgasm of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out of time. <laughs> you need to try it. Like you never do that because yeah. you just don't feel comfortable enough. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is a therapy session. We're all just out unloading. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, but some of my another popular way of uh, combating dry spell that I hear from my single friends, or not even dry spell, or just combating singleness, yeah. is to have. A lineup of guys on the bench, <laughs> the bench yes. who you can like basically hook up with, yeah, and um, you know, not increase your number, not really for I guess also for health reasons and for comfort reasons, not and for personal reasons, yeah. Like I don't want to add another number, but I want to get laid. 
what do you do? Yeah. You open up this, you know, whatever book it is, or, you know, in your mind <laughs> of, like, previous people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, whatever it is, and you look back on who you, like, you know, had sex with that you could again. So it's, like, a win-win. Yeah. So, maybe. And it's, it's not like a bad strategy. No. When I started thinking about it, it's, you know, it makes sense. For they're single, you're single. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. And from a health perspective, you know, you're you're staying with the same person. You're not you're expanding that network. And yeah. you kind of have built some rapport with this person, for lack of a better word. And you kind of <laughs> know know some, like, of their past yeah. history. You know, maybe, hopefully, you know, when they've gotten tested and all that. So I think from a health perspective, it's kind of kudos. And as long as they're not, like, lying yeah. to you how many people they're having sex with while you guys are having sex. Then you're good, you know, if it's yeah. all like mutual. Exactly. Yeah. But okay. And then we already mentioned just accepting this short term celibacy, like you like how um, Julia was saying, like the the steps of dry spell. <laughs> the steps of celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you just accept it. So I think that's um you accept it and then something will come your way. And it helps if you're not like the only one. You know, if you're the only one and all your friends are constantly getting laid you and you're in relationships and like you actually feel left out. <laughs> not that it's like a group activity, but <laughs> you feel left out when everybody, you know, like at the end of the night disperses to go and obviously get laid. Yeah. You know, with their significant <laughs> others. <laughs> and you don't. So. <laughs> like oh darn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to shift gears a little and talk about the power of a damn good blowjob. Damn good blowjob, maybe just, you know, for the lucky winner that you're just hanging out with and, you know, having your casual hookup. But I also say, like, in a relationship perspective. So my experience of recently, like, get a damn good blowjob. But the next day, it's like sparks awake, starts cleaning, starts moving, starts doing things like just firecracker <laughs> initiated. That nothing like I had did not nag or say anything, and it was just like this spur of energy. He was like running around, putting his laundry away, cleaning up this, putting the dishes away, and I was like, oh wow, I need to do this a little more often to <laughs> give you some like motivation and inspiration to life. And I was like. That's the power of a damn good blowjob. It will make them run around and work for you without even realizing why they're running around and working for you. I like that. It's kind of a subconscious play. My take on blowjobs and like kind of the reverse kind of a guy. Yeah, exactly. Receiving a guy. Is as a single person, I don't really like like to give out blowjobs until I really have the strong connection for a person. I think it just kind of more special, like, like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, like, you don't want to show, like, all your techniques or, like, <laughs> you gotta have some mystery in the bag to, like, save for later. I also think that if a guy tells you that was the best blowjob of my life, it's one of the biggest compliments that you can possibly get in Yeah. Um, because, you know, like, blowjobs for men yeah, are, like, you. creme de la creme. And if you are the creme de la creme of the creme de la creme, that's it. Like, you, you walk away, yeah, that was the best blowjob that I just gave. Ha. I'm a brick blower. And like, but even then, seriously, I've heard it said to me and I felt fantastic. I mean, I'm sure he felt great, but I felt personally yeah, amazing. Like it is. It's the giving factor. And then for your furthermore of the blowjobs that you may give, you will be like, I'm fucking damn good. You yeah. Know? And you know, they're loving life and like, it's just, yeah, it works. I mean, there's a big power to it. You know, a lot of girls don't do what they feel weird about it. Or they save it as like a once in a blue moon if you want something. I think you should throw it in ever so often. No, it should be like a hostage. hostage. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a daily thing. And like I'm saying, strictly blowjobs from start to finish, not just like foreplay or sixty nine or whatever it is. A to Z blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. Start to finish, those like you should do it like once. Okay, I'll I'll throw this on the table. Another girlfriend of mine um, was saying how she's she's in a relationship and all that. She told her boyfriend that she's not really good at blowjobs. And she was, like, really sincerely told him she wants to get better. So he taught her. So he's, he, he was just, because he's receiving, he's really nice and kind to her. But that gives me a question, like, how do girls get good at it? Like, how do you know when you're good? Aside from, like, hearing that was the best blowjob of my head, how do you know that you're good at it? And what's your, like, gauge of your skill level? Well, I think it's the same way to gauge any way that you are in bed you see the person that's receiving it how they're Mm -hmm. reacting to it you know like I don't like I think I like when guys moan for example because then you know 
Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, like, be as loud and, like, crazy, whatever. Or than grabbing on Yes, but you, it's yeah. body language. You read it by body language if it's not there verbally. I would say that's how you know that. Yeah. And with that, like, you see, honestly, porn. Like, you see how it's done. Yeah, like, I'm saying, you like, guys, yeah, I research. Like, I'm literally. Let's be honest. Early yeah. in the game, Googling that stuff. And I'm just watching and seeing how they're doing it because that's what guys are watching. Because it's also, like, a mixture of what guys are watching and that's what they find yes. to be a turn on. So you can't just, like, reinvent the wheel here. Like, don't overcomplicate it for yourself. Watch how the porn stars do it. And try to replicate it and then, like, put your own spin on it. Like, sure. some things might be a little weird for you. Like, you don't get, like, you don't like that. Like, that's fine. And there's some things that's like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, I'll give it a try. I'll try. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's just, like, obviously it's like, in your own comfort level. Like, I'm sure there's really freaky blowjob techniques that I probably <laughs> don't even know about. But you can't underuse your tongue. Like, I mean, this is your mouth where, you know, like, don't. You only have so many things to use. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then it's all on you if you want to just keep it all tongue and mouth or you want to incorporate the hand a little bit. I'm a fan of the combo. But or play with the balls. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, the that's, the that's definitely a big part of blowjobs. I yeah. think I've learned that's what it is. Like, And some guys will say it, and that's how mm-hmm. I, I think the first guy that said it to me after that, I started doing it, and you I like, realized, realize, wow, this is, like, this is actually, like, a big key thing, you yeah. know? And they kind of don't tell you that they want this, like, ball play. You kind of just need to, like... That's so interesting. Well... Every, like, in my previous relationships, I feel like I, when it gets to the physical part, I really like to, there to be open communication, yes. and I, like, like to ask after, you know, did you like that? How was that for you? And stuff like that. Q&A. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and, and it's a conversation, and I know it's, like, weird after, like, you know, only a couple months of dating someone. It's not, like, the most comfortable conversation, but it opens that floor for a person to be like, yeah, I like this in bed. Like, you know, like, maybe you should do more of this and that. Yeah. Maybe, like, incorporate the balls a little. Go crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, some guys also just have, like, things that, like, do not touch it, do not go near it, and don't touch me this way. And, like, you don't know until you ask or, like, accidentally do it and realize it's, like, not what they're into. But, and I think it's important to have in the beginning, even if it feels awkward, because you want to get what you want yeah. from the beginning. What are you going to wait till you've been dating for a year and be like, so let's talk. <laughs> this sucks. I hate all of that. Neither now that I'm comfortable telling you, let's change things up a bit. <laughs> Everything that we've been doing, let's do the reverse. Yeah. So I, and, yeah, I, I, I admire your friend though to kind of say like I'm not good at it, and to have him allow kind of like feedback and teaching and showing, and they should literally just sit down and watch a little blowjob porn together, and like, or she should do. Her I mean, I've done that. I've asked straight up, like, what do you like? Yeah. Do you like? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like? Like, I, I have no problems doing that in the very beginning. But I also feel like sometimes they don't know what they like. Like, they'll say, I like this, and you, like, spin on something this, and it's like, whoa, I like this, you know? So Well, that's like discovering new territory. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying, like, what do you previously like? Uh, what have yeah. you liked? Yeah, yeah. What are your preferences? <laughs> <laughs> true, so. true. So then leading from power of a good blowjob is power of just good sex in general. Kind of what does that hold over you? Yeah, I think... Obviously, being physical in relationships, whether it's, you know, hookup or in a relationship, it's super important because then you can get closer and it just kind of, you connect yourself on a different level and it just makes everything that you have in this non-physical aspect, it makes those emotions um, a lot heightened. Yeah. No, and I feel like with... You, I, I was listening to another podcast. I really like podcasts. I mean, it's not podcasting, but um, it was just kind of talking like sexless relationships, and um, you know, I feel like that is a recipe for a bomb to go off. Like, there's how long can you have a sexless relationship until this is truly like? I'm not judging anybody. This is just how I feel about the situation. That is this really just your best friend, and you have like a great relationship, and you know the way you work as a team and blah, 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 and the kind of how you are together as a couple. But if you take away sex, I think that's, you're not romantic then. Like, that's like a piece of romance. It's a piece of chemistry that is blatantly missing. And at the end of the day, we all have that animalistic need. And I don't know how it can just be like foregone and foregone and forgotten and left there. Good sex, not having good sex is critical, you know? And Sometimes I like reading, listening, people like will be dating, they'll have the best sex of their life and then they, you know, decide to marry not the best sex of their life because, you know, the relationship trumps that blah, blah, blah. But the sex is enough that you're still happy and committed and good in that relationship with, I don't know if you guys are following. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be to a point where you're satisfied with and it could, the range can obviously range. It could go from you're satisfied to mind blown, but it's also if you 
work on it with the person and just kind of have that open communication and open ground say hey what else do you like then you can always feel like improve sex with a person how do you guys feel about like doing really crazy stuff early on are you more like vanilla girls early on or like what's like the sex gauge like because we can get costume and trench coat and like how like how yeah. soon you know or like implement toys or lubes or this or that like how early or like what's kind of your feeling personally like do you want to grow together in the relationship and get wilder do you like to get wild in the beginning and kind of push boundaries or what's your guys's or is it per person or i think i would personally like it to start off like you know per se vanilla sex to establish mm -hmm. that but also where you've kind of hinted to the fact that you have like a freakier side in a way that you'd want to do more but kind of get there so in the beginning you know that'll come but let's like you know let's just establish like the base and then we'll start exploring farther because if from the get-go you're busting out like dildos and only doing anal, like I don't know how much of like a gauge you can yeah. get, <laughs> you know, or how like, like what the sex is. Yeah. So I think that's important. I also like going back, I think one of my biggest fears right now is meeting a guy who is a virgin. I think like, you know, like oh. because sex is so important. So I'm 26, so I would think that at this age, like if you're still a virgin, it's either A, you're weird as fuck. Or B, you're choosing to be a virgin until marriage. Yeah. And at that point, I don't think I could ever be with somebody that is choosing to be a virgin until marriage because, like, I I need the sex to be good in order to marry you. Yeah, it's hands down. Like, it's, it's a big fear. Like, I'm kind of like talking to this guy right now, and in all honesty, it's crossed my mind. Like, what if he's a virgin? Would I book it? And like, a part of me like already has a foot out the door with that thought. You know, like. I, <laughs> And really, yeah, yeah. If you that important, like if you were just kind of head over heels with this guy, like say, if, but what if he was good, or you don't know until you get married? Well, I, what I'm saying is that it got to the point where he was like, I want, I believe, I don't believe in sex before marriage. I don't think I would be able to. I would want to know why. Yeah. And then again, I don't want to feel like a whore and push it. That, no, fuck me. You know. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's the thing. But I also think I'd establish should be like this is very important to me. So if you want to grow. I cannot grow without sex. Like yeah. it reaches a point where you have to have sex. Yeah, I agree. I, I just that's that's how I personally those are my needs. Yeah. So I don't know if I really like the guy. I mean, I can't envision really really loving somebody until I physically connected with them. Right. Yeah. That's a big part of it too. Yeah, hundred percent. You hit on a couple of like really great points. I think the the first one is just a different value set. If a person like doesn't want to have like sex until marriage, not that there's anything wrong with that. That just you know. To each their own whatever it's just yeah. a different value set and it just shows what they value in life and kind of how they want to base relationships off of um and i think the next good point that you brought up is like once you're physical with a person it, it opens up new doors and elevates, i think yeah. exactly, it elevates but also like solidifies it solidifies and then it's this vulnerability between the two of you yes. and it's like it makes yeah, you closer. being naked all of that yeah, yeah. because it's kind of, it's weird. You're not choosing to be naked with everyone. It's like, you've seen what I got. I see what you got. Like, this this is it. Like, yeah. you've seen it. Now you've fully seen yeah. it. Yeah. You've seen it. my most vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I also, you know, was listening and reading, and people were in this problem where sometimes they were in a relationship where they were having sex, and one of the partner decides, like, I don't want to have sex until marriage anymore, and how that affects the relationship. And, like, do you have the right to go? And I feel like, yes. If the person, like, if you don't agree with A, their belief of why they're doing it, and B, you just, you cannot be without sex, like, it's not fair. It's you a know? fundamental. Yeah. It's you know, fundamental. it's such a, especially at that point, even then, I feel like it'd be such an ego blow that, like, I don't know how I could, you know, I would start questioning how they feel about me if all of a sudden they decided to stop having sex with me. Not only would it be, well, do you not like having sex with me, also, do you not like me enough, and that's why you don't want to have sex with me anymore. I feel like it'd be both sides of the spectrum where, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you could just keep going and wait it off until marriage. Yeah. You know? And what if, you know, you wait it off until marriage and then the bucket of surprise at the end isn't so great, you know? But even then, it's like, oh, on marriage, I feel like it'd be awkward. Like, oh, so like now are we going to fuck again? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it'd be so, there'd be that awkward. Like, what changed? Yeah. yeah, there'd be that awkwardness. Yeah. So. I mean, it definitely would be, have to involve a lot of communication. Yes. You have, you, the two of you would have to, you know, level set why that change in values is happening and it's like both people have to be on board like wholeheartedly 110% because it's not an easy change to go through it's like take away speaking to a person verbally in a relationship yeah that's gonna dare you yeah, yeah.
And another question I have for you guys, have you ever found yourself in a situation where, like, the sex was so good, but the person you knew was not so good, but you kind of stayed around a little longer than needed because just the sex is great and that's kind of where you were at? Has that ever been dignitized? (laughs) Dignitized. So I would say 100% yes. It's That's definitely the case because I remember with, like, relationships like previous relationships where the sex was just too good even though and like that we we could have been fighting we could have been you know just kind of the relationship wasn't too good and there were so many issues in the relationship that were that weren't getting resolved but at the end of the day like you have like you're so angry and you have an anger bang and it just kind of like after that you feel great yeah you're like oh released so I agree. I mean, like, me personally, like, I don't think that, I'm not saying, like, this is the only reason why we're together, but it really helps that you have, like, a healthy sex life. You know, I feel like if that was lacking, I don't think either myself or my boyfriend would be happy. You know, like, I don't know how you can stay together so long if you're not, like, pleasing one another or want to or continue to. So, like, it's, you know, you don't want to go if it's, like, you're happy in that, you know, like, maintaining that. And I also, a friend of mine was telling me how, a girl went on a date with one guy, great guy, whatever. It was kind of not platonic, but it could have been something, but it just wasn't immediately. And then the next day she went again on a date and met a guy and it was just like hot, heavy, sexy chemistry. And it was like to the point where they like had sex very quickly. Everything was just so passionate. But the guy was like extremely like European mentality and like trying to like have like ownership over her. And like it was just like hot-headed and not the right fit but like the sex was so good she just like couldn't get out of this trap for a little bit she was like stuck in the trap and she knew that the first guy she went on a date with would be the better one to be with but she was just like stuck with the going nowhere type of vibe so I feel like that's very happening and valid yeah sometimes you gotta go with the bad boy (laughs) to fulfill your own needs I mean it's hard when you realize it's the best sex of your life it's really hard to walk away from it (laughs) when you know there's nothing stopping you from getting it besides yourself yeah. You know, like, how do you say no? And, like, why would you say no? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where you come down to, I'm not an animal, I don't need this, and I, you know, yeah. don't need to have sex right now or in this way. And I think it's very momentary. I think you need to acknowledge the fact and be fully aware yeah. that this is a momentary thing. And then, like, if you're doing this for two years, gotta reconsider yeah. something. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if it's, like, a couple of months, whatever it is, I don't know. I'll accept it. I think it's acceptable. Yeah. You know? As long as it's ruining your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. As long as it's interfering with anything, then go for it. So yeah. speaking of sexy time, how do you guys, I know you're in a relationship, obviously, Eliza. Yeah. So just think of staying healthy in sexual experiences. And I'm saying staying healthy. I'm saying, you know, birth control, condoms, all of that, just to make sure you're taking care of your reproductive system and making sure that you're asking the awkward question. I feel you like, have a yeah, condom. Yeah, I feel like the do you have a condom is the most important, like, step one. Like, even if you are on the pill or you are on whatever, like, yes, you're preventing, quote-unquote, pregnancy. You're not preventing any sort of STD. We're talking to a nurse and a future doctor here. So we can go off on those <laughs> stats if you really wish. But we're not going to, like, retell what we all learned in, like, what was it? Middle school. Yeah. Sex ed. But just from conversations with friends girls feel weird being like, do you have a condom? And they kind of just, like, wait for the guy to, like, just bust it out. And, like, what if he doesn't bust it out? Are you going to accept the fact that he's going to not wear a condom? And I feel like my personal mind, like, if I was to be single in this world of HPV, everybody, (laughs) which is really funny, but if I was to be, I mean, you need to protect yourself. No matter how clean you may think, whoever may be, I feel like they taught me even nursing school, the cutest old lady in the world who was adorable and you would never suspect anything. Like, she could have AIDS and you don't want to be touching any of her stuff without gloves on. Like, she could be so adorable and so sweet and you yeah. minimally suspect it. You don't know. Like, you just don't know. So, I also think there's a double standard between girls getting tested and guys getting tested because me personally, like, I've gotten tested so many times in my life. You know, I go and have my yearly gynae check and if I've slept with somebody new or whatever it is, you know, like before, like my, or in between this appointment and my last one, I'll say, yes, run the full panel. And it's so easy as a female because it doesn't really matter. It's a blood test. It's a swab, whatever. Guys, you will honestly, you have to I don't know that many guys that have been tested. And, and I'm going to be honest with like, I yeah. really don't. So it comes down to the, like, oh, well, just trust me. And it's like, mm. but how can I trust you? And then for me, it's kind of like, if we sleep together, we've been sleeping together, I get tested that I'm like, 
I'm clean, therefore you're clean, you right. know? Yeah. So I think it's such a problem because it comes down to the fact that like, guys won't get tested because it's so painful for them. They need to come so, up with something else. Yeah. yeah, so as a female, you have to take all of it into your own hand because I think at some point also, if they don't have a condom, at that point, what do you do? Do you say no? How many people do you truly know that have been hot and heavy steaming, guy doesn't have a condom, and they're like, well, okay, let's just wrap this up then. You know, yeah. like, we're done for that. No, at that point, you move on to plan B, Literally, or you, <laughs> or you pull and pray, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, and, you know, you're making the bad decision yes. in, that, in that moment because you do not know. And I hate how it ranks on the woman to go and get tested. And, like, even me personally, like, I'll just get, I don't do it, like, every single time. And my guy, like, I'm in a seven-year. But, like, sometimes I'll just, like, do it. It's like, whatever, just run it. Just, just you're already down there. Yeah, you know? Know? Just like, do it. Like, I ran yeah. it. Like, just do it. But um, I think that... It's important to also, like, after you change your sexual partner, like, go get tested. It, it's free. Like, you can go, literally go to Planned Parenthood if you need to. Also, more girls are, like, just kind of hanging around and waiting and hoping that there's, like, no symptom. And it's, like, ah, uh, you should yeah. also. I think it's just another point to make is, like, everyone has to be proactive, proactive about their health because, A, there is no symptoms. And, A, it's kind of like this health is such a silent uh, creeper. You don't know when you can have an STD, when you have one, and when you don't have one. Well, sometimes you'll know. Yeah. Like, well, unless it's, like, the obvious ones where you see, like, obvious symptoms on your face, whatever you're... Or your hoo-ha. It's, you know, more often than not, you won't see them. I just also feel like, as women, we should always remember, like, we're in charge of our fertility and our reproductive health. It's our decision and if he doesn't have a condom that's his problem then like i'm not gonna be like oh, okay that's fine you know like no it's not fine like and it shouldn't be fine and as a guy it's like you should also want to protect yourself from vice versa you don't know what the other person has so i don't know i just i think that it's been such a taboo and it's been such a problem where people are so ignoring it like, I, I don't have like statistics off the top of my head but people really aren't wearing condoms as often as they were and i think what people also don't realize about stds not to go into the whole like medical side of it is that there are stds like chlamydia or gonorrhea that if a girl catches it she can become infertile yeah that people don't realize that a lot of you know these stds are reasons for your infertility because yeah. you got an infection and shit happened, and now you can't, and there's no way to reverse it, there's, there's no way around it, and so people don't realize that, they think, like, oh, I don't like a condom, because I don't like how it feels, well, it's like, do you want to, are you going to like it in, like, seven years, when you're, quote, unquote, thinking you're ready, and a committed, you know, marriage, whatever it is, and you realize, oh, shit, like, I'm, I can't have kids, yeah. and I think that's, you know, like, when, let's weigh your pros and cons, yeah. you know, so... 100%. You know, just public, yeah. Yeah. public service and health with PSA. The unsexy side of getting sexy. Seriously. Yeah. The, do you have a condom question? I mean, it's hard. And I think also as a girl, like buying condoms and having them on you, I think there's that taboo where but that's so on you. People, but people, it is responsible. But if you have a condom and I say the guy doesn't, I think there's this weird connotation of you like being like, overly sexual you know what i mean yeah. i think it has in some way and why negative, are you so overly prepared yeah like there's some stigma around there it. is a stigma and it's just like well i can't win yeah, yeah exactly like you're trying to protect yourself you yeah. can't rely on the man to protect himself so you take the matters in your own hands but then you're also viewed as to be a slut so and same thing comes with like birth control like i don't like to be on birth control when i'm not in a relationship and i like to be on birth control when i am so lately, I'm playing, like, hot potato with birth control, you know? <laughs> so, like, now considering getting back on. So, like, you know, TBD, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's also that aspect of it. It's like, do you stay on birth control when you're not having sex? Like, if you're on it simply because of birth control, like, and you're in that dry spell, do you stay on? Like, because let's be honest, I mean, it's a hormone, you know, if there's no other reasons for you to be taking it that are medical, you're just taking it to not get pregnant. Do you stay on and continue it, or do you, I don't know, hop on, hop off? Yeah, train is going. So, I, mean, I think for thought. Yeah, I think that's just a personal decision, yeah. and like why you're on, and if you like it, and if it's working for you, and if you're one of those people that hey, will randomly come and you're like in the spur of the moment, and you're just continuously on it, you have nothing to worry about, you know? Absolutely. But um, lesson of the day is be proactive and have a condom. Yeah, it's your it's your life. Yeah, be responsible and take responsibility for... Take the wheel. Yeah, for your own... And then take the dick. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. So lastly, um, I just want to open up the forum for stereotypes of the American girl's sex life. I feel like I got this question when I was abroad, when I was in Croatia, like flat out, like the guys that I met were just like, hey, yeah, we're talking. It's like all friends. And then it's just kind of like, so all, all American girls easy. And I just felt like that's such you got a, asked that. yeah, I got asked that. And I like took that like, oh, such a gem, American girl. And then they followed like, well, you know, like movies and just like in general and like they're in Croatia so I'm sure like all the girls that go there are more free spirited and like willing but too many um, yachts around yeah too many yachts you're on vacation you're also. on vacation yeah vacation mode you yeah. know like I feel like A are American girls easier on vacation I don't know like whatever are any girl easier on vacation like whatever whatever it is but I just felt like American girls have this like huge rap about being easy I feel like Europe has this connotation that we are just so much easier like easier lay easier to get with more kind of down to vice versa i feel like a lot of this is coming from hollywood it's uh, the biggest export from the u.s is hollywood it's movies whenever i travel that's where people i keep asking me unless they've like met americans or spent a lot of time with americans they don't really know how america truly is they they take it from movies. They they ask when I tell them that I was in a sorority in college. They're like, oh, oh they assume, yeah. They, they just get this, you know, this wild picture in the heads how it should be, and I feel like it's the same way about um, girls' sexuality. But I'll say it vice versa about. Americans thinking about Europe, Americans think that Europe is this so like free. free sexual land. So when you couple the two, it's kind of like. Americans thinking they're going into sexual freedom heaven, and the Europeans there are like, whoa, these people are crazy. (laughs) They're just so down for everything. So I think it's an uh, over-amplified version of Hollywood that, you know, we as travelers and Americans and Europeans have to set the stage on. I think it also, you have to think about the fact that I think in Europe, it's a more old school mentality between the female and male role where it's acceptable for men to be more promiscuous and girls, you know, you only sleep with one person, you know, person you marry. Whereas nowadays, you know, in America, there's a whole like feminism, like female power where it's more acceptable for girls to be sleeping around, to to have an active sexual life, to be able to have sex with people that you are not dating and it's much more accepted. So it's not necessarily that the American girl is easy Dude, like, she's not easy. This is what she wants to do. Easy has a negative connotation to it. She's being proactive about her sexual life, just how you are. So I think it just depends because, you know, what viewpoint and mentality, you know, it's coming from. Yeah, and I feel like women, in at least in America, have have this freedom in a way to Mm -hmm. play the field. Like, playing the field is not only a men's world Mm -hmm. now. Like, I don't know how it used to be, but women are playing the field now. And sure. I think that in Europe, that's still, I don't know, are they playing the field? I haven't, like, had a sit-down conversation. I'm sure, like, you can find girl, quote-unquote, that are more willing to have sex e- easier mm-hmm. than others. But I think that it's still a shock to the European man, this whole, like, field-playing mentality. I mean, I would want to see this European man meet an American girl in America and go out and see and what then it's try. And then yeah. try and get laid. And base your opinion on that versus meeting the American girl who's, you know, blackout drunk some night in Paris. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. That girl is acting differently than she is when she's back at home. Exactly. Regardless she's, she's more free, inhibitions low. Exactly. And she's yeah. on vacation. There's that, there's such, there's that mentality, that train of thought when you're on vacay. It's like, you know, like it doesn't matter. There, It really is. And so... That guy who asked, are they really easy? Come to America. Let's see. Good luck. Yeah. So my response to that was, I said, I really can't answer that for you because it really depends who you meet. Yes. There's going to be a girl that is more willing to have sex with a, a quote unquote stranger or someone that she just met versus there'll be girls that will truly stand their ground and don't want to have sex and they will not have sex. So I was like, I'm like, you're kind of like asking me a weird question. I'm like, and I was like, and I don't think all American girls are easy. I think that quote unquote, some girls, how you said, like, this is a girl that's choosing to have these sexual experiences versus not. And yes, you may definitely come across a girl just broke up you know, upset from the previous relationships on moves to, you know, get that guy mm-hmm. and sleep with him. And then there'll be girls who are in a relationship that don't want to or, you know, have no desire to. So, I don't know. I felt like it was a hard question to ask. And I felt like as a fellow female, like, I need to, like, support my girls and my women and 
American girls. And I found like this connotation very unfair. I didn't like it. I felt like, ouch, like that's what you think of us. That's what you see. That's what's highlighted about us. And people have this like idea, oh, you're American. Okay. Like you're easy. Yeah. I think to previous points, it's just a different way of how women approach it. And based on where they're from and how they grew up, I feel like as Americans, it's okay to like own your own sexuality and be like, yeah, this is me. And like, I'm going to choose to do whatever I want with my body. Whereas in Europe, you know, the girls might be having the same amount of sex as American girls, but they're just so much more quiet about it and they're not vocal about it. And they're just kind of like, keep it as their their dirty little secret because it's so taboo in society because if they think a boy won't want to marry them or whatever it is, or, you know what I mean? It's, it's not as accepted, and that could very well be the case. It's just a different way of approaching it and speaking about it. But the quantity of how much sex the two girls could be having could be the same. Jumping on your um, number question, do you think it's fair, or do you think it's even appropriate? Do you think it even has a place in any relationship you're in to know how many people that other person slept with? Is it your business at all, do you think? I used to be that person that wanted to know. And I think now I've gotten to the point where I don't want to know, nor do I want to tell you. Not that my number is big because I don't think it is. I'm comfortable with my past. I'm comfortable with my number. But any person that hears that you've had X, Y, and Z before them will get uncomfortable. Nobody takes it with open arms and it's like, yeah, you've gotten fucked by 10 people. Like, cool. Yeah. You know, like, like not people, 30 people. 50 exactly. People, you know? Or even if it's just one person, you know, like, I, it's none of their business. And like, my grandma, who's so foreign, always tells me like right now with this like new guy or this previous one she's like don't tell him about your past you know specifically how many you've had and I'm always like Crabla like don't worry woman like that's what you're telling me as I walk out the door that's not our first conversation yeah honestly that's such a good take on your mind but she's finally sharing the wisdom that you probably wanted your entire adult best advice I've been waiting for to that point, like, nobody really wants to feel like a number. It's kind of like, oh, you're number XYZ or you're number this. It's like nobody wants to feel like a number. So what does it matter? It's like it's about this point moving forward with that person and the relationship that you develop. So what does the number really matter? Exactly. And it's like that number got me here. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't change it. You know, that's part of me. That's who I am. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with where I am. So, like, why do you need a nitpick and dig through it? Like, it's this was my life before you, so you don't even know. It, do it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Literally. 100%. Do you agree that it shouldn't be a conversation? I agree. I feel like with previous boyfriends and stuff like that, I've had that conversation, mm-hmm. but I was also younger, so I kind of, like, I didn't have, you know, a solidified opinion on it, whereas now I've kind of more, I am who I am, and I've kind of grown into, you know, the, a little, yeah. the adult that I am now, and... Before, I kind of had a wishy-washy answer. Now, I'm just kind of, like, more confident in why I think why I think, and what experiences have led to that. And I think once you kind of have more an opinion about things and not have, like, a girly, stupid answer, really, <laughs> none. Like, <laughs> that's the lie. Yeah. Um, but once you have a more solidified opinion and you're not beating around the bush, the person will respect you versus kind of, like, judge you. Be like, yeah, that's great. You have an opinion about it. Great, I can respect that. Or if they push on it, I want to know why. I want to have concrete reasons, not just because I want to know. That's not good enough. Like, if you can maybe logically convince me to tell you, maybe I will. But just, you know, I need to know why you want to know this. Yeah. Yeah. I just think once you share numbers, whatever they may be, it doesn't make people feel good. No, No, if it's a low number and the other person has a high number, it's like, oh, great, you're an experience. Oh, great, you've been around the block way too many times. And if it's just kind of like, why are you going to like kind of jeopardize where you're at with that conversation? You're kind of changing the lens and how you're looking at them. Yeah. It's never good. It's never good. Yeah. Ten foot pole, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Do not ask. That if anything, just remember what my grandma said. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so for this wind down, I actually made um, a little rosé sangria. Um, what I did was, is I took a French rosé. I think it was, I forget the name. I'll include it in, you know, the description box if you really care. But any classic bubbly rosé or non-bubbly, this one was non-bubbly. And I cut up a bunch of fall fruits. So I did fig, I did orange, I did apples taste of the season. I had a little bit of grapes in there 
And yesterday I tried with brandy liqueur. So these fruits kind of absorb this brandy, blackberry brandy flavor. And then add a little, add a little zelser and here you go. So that was what we were drinking for our wine down. How did you girls feel about my false sangria concoction? I thought it was fantastic. It was light, refreshing. I finished it immediately. So obviously, I had to keep refilling. Yeah, I lost seconds and thirds as we kept going. So I thought it was really, I didn't know all those ingredients, you know, were in there. So I'm actually very impressed with you right now. Yeah, I cut a bunch of fruits. I literally need to see Yeah, I loved it. I loved how, like, the fruit soak in the brandy, and it kind of gives it more of a kick. It's not just kind of a lighter. Yeah, it's more of that boozy feel. It's like, ooh, I'm being dangerous right now. Yeah, exactly. So it's not too heavy yet. It's, no, no. it's literally <laughs> next time I would maybe add a little Saint Germain. I feel like if I was to remake this again, so thank you for having me, ladies. Oh, <laughs> this is amazing. This was a very sex forward conversation, and thanks. You'll maybe be with us again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely be with us again. <laughs> Gotta like this is fun.